Today we talk about how to have pufferfish moments. A tool to add in your game to improve the roleplay at the table. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat. And welcome... No, that's not what I do. I usually say, we're two game masters who can't stop talking about roleplay gifts. And today we talk about... The Pufferfish! Oh man, I'm, I'm really excited about this episode, guys, because this is a fantastic tool. Although it sounds silly, it kind of is silly, <laughs> but it improved our roleplay at our table so much that we, we thought, you know, we have to talk about this. Yes, and we're going to call those things Pufferfish and Pufferfish moments. It's just because that's what I had on hand when <laughs> we decided to implement this thing. We just need tokens. They're so cute. Can you guys see that? They're, they're, put, they're put in the dryer and they, they help puff. It's not important. We call them pufferfish. So what are what is a pufferfish moment or how do we use them? Yeah, before we get too into oh. it, I just want to give you guys the, the, the usual disclaimer. You know, this is the long conversation. Mm -hmm. This is the deep dive. So the conversation is kind of going to be unstructured as, as usual, but we're going to dig into it. And by the end of this, you guys are going to have a full explanation about what the Pufferfish moment is, how it improves your game, and really, you know, ultimately why you should use it and why we think you should you should make it a part of your, your gaming experience. At least try it. Try it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Give us the benefit of the doubt on this one. Yeah, yeah, this one is, it starts weird, it, it, but trust us. <laughs> so yeah, sorry to cut you off. You were yeah, saying. definition, right? Uh -huh. what, what is this weird Pufferfish moment? So... So pufferfish moment is a moment. It's a scene of role play that happens during the game. Uh, some role play. Some some group of people are always in character. Yeah. We're not that group. That our group by default talk a little bit out of character and sometimes go in in character mode. And this is character mode. Yeah. This is this is they're essentially talking sticks. They're 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 dual talking sticks that we can use to indicate to the other players and have a scene with another player so if there's you know we'll get into you know how and when we use them and opportunities to use them but but at the base level these two puffer fish you'll place them in front of somebody else in the middle of combat in front of a monster whatever to, to, to create a scene where you engage with that person alone and they kind of creates this understanding with everybody else at the table you know, please don't interrupt us. Please don't enter to this conversation unless you have something really big to bring because we're having a moment, we're having a scene, the camera is on us right now. Yeah, and that's a good point, right? It's controlling the camera. The, the, the game master often says, okay, we're fading out or we're fading in. You see this, does the narration. Well, this is a way of for the player to basically take control of the camera and say, look at me or look at that person. We're having a scene Everything is kind of shuts shuts down a little bit. Obviously, you said in the middle of combat. We do that in the middle of combat, but it needs to be really short because uh -huh. otherwise it doesn't make sense. But it's more about um, something happened. Um, an event in game. An event in game. In uh, an NPC sends something that your character, let's say your your map and you're playing Diedrich, and he he has this inner dialogue like, oh, Diedrich doesn't like what this NPC just said and wants to exteriorize it. And wants to talk to another player. Well, I, as the game master, I have really no way of knowing that I should stop 
moving forward with the story or the other players don't know they should stop talking about other things mm -hmm. so the way Matt indicates to the other player that he wants to put a little pause there to um, talk about his reaction to what just happened is this it's the talking stick is everybody listen to, to me and the other person I'm engaging yeah. with. Um, so I think, I, I think yeah, yeah, that covers it mm -hmm. for pretty well. So now we're gonna obviously get into to digger, dig deeper into this. Ugh, I'm having a hard time. Um, but I think it's important for us to talk to you a little bit about why we did it. Mm -hmm. So it, I, I think we hear often game masters say, I want my players to role play more, right? Or, or I, you know, you, you listen to actual play podcasts or, or, or things like Critical Role, and you see this, this you know, professional-grade acting, and it's hard not to say, oh, I wish I was there. I wish I was at that level. Yeah, and obviously there's different ways to play that game, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Critical Role, and I would be like, mm, I think we can, we can incorporate this, and I would always notice they're really good at listening to when to shut up and have Travis interact with Marisha, and they have a scene and when to come in when and they're trained for it they're, they're trained actors, actors. Yeah, yeah. so what can i do as a game master or what can we do together mo mainly um to create a structure where this happens without having someone to be like everybody everybody i want to have this scene and like it, it kind of creates a problem so mm -hmm. one of our player actually vince proposed talking sticks i think that's yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the way he and put it honestly I remember we were at a campfire, you know, we had a couple of beers, mm -hmm. we're talking about role-playing games because we just can't, like I said, we can't stop talking about <laughs> it. And, and we were kind of like, ah, talking sticks? Ah, we're not in grade school, like we don't need a talking stick. Ah, why? But but we kind of... I, I think we dismissed it yeah. for, for that weekend. And then I remember we were on a couch in, in my house after a game and, we, and he brought it up again. And we we're like, you know what, there's no cost of just trying it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so the next game before the game i was like i was looking for something to for some kind of totem like i didn't have a stick and i wanted two of them of a similar shape but that were kind of not too small so i i grabbed those and from now on it's called pufferfish moments <laughs> i could craft like new tokens but it's just yeah it, it, it just stuck uh and now these these two pufferfish kind of have a permanent living space on our game table mm -hmm. for that exact moment for us to, to, to have pufferfish moments with other players. Um, so I know it sounds silly. We dismissed it originally. You're probably saying, there's no way I'm going to do this. I've been playing role-playing games for 10, 15, however many years. I don't need this. But you know, I would ask you to give it a try anyway you might be surprised to the added benefits. And we're actually going to talk about some of the added benefits that this this, this kind of mechanism provides as we get into the video. But um, I think that covers how, how we incorporate or how we started incorporating this in our table. Right, yeah. Chris? The last thing I would say to just visualize everything in your mind, I like to say this is like rolling initiative for roleplay. Mm -hmm. This is what stops and you, 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 you change the structures. It's a clear indicator. So see it as ruling initiative for roleplay. So what's the next thing we wanted to talk about? We wanted to talk about, oh, I guess I said we were going to talk about it later. Later is now, now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about, you know, the results that we've found that this very simple mechanism, the pufferfish moment, has had in our game. I mean, the main one is spotlight management. Like often it's about who gets to talk when, and I have my thing to say, you have your thing to say, everybody has their own thing to say. And it's, 
this way really puts a structure and controls the spotlight and it, it, it changes how we role play as a group. Yeah, it, it really, and, and in a very concrete way, right? Like it's one thing to talk like in a very nebulous way about let's manage spotlight. Let's try to keep track of, of mm-hmm. you know, who's, who's at the center stage when and who likes it and who likes it less. But like Chris said, we're not, personally, we're not professional actors. So it's hard for us to always capture the, 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 the signals that the other players at the table are trying to send. So, you know, when you grab the two puffer fish that are in the middle of the, of the table and you give it to somebody else, everybody, without even saying anything, our table knows, okay, let's stop the crosstalk. Now is not my time to shine. It's the time for the two people with the puffer fish to shine. And, you, you know, you, you share the spotlight in the sense that one person doesn't just keep having over and over puffer fish moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, and yeah. the person that's on the receiving end of the puffer fish knows that they also have something to, like, they're not just there for the other person. They're also there to talk about how their character is evolving too. So it's really a, a one-on-one, but both have a part to play. Mm-hmm. So uh, Another result that I really like about, about having the puffer fish is that it gives this clear statement to the people that are acting in this scene that you're acting. I know it it, Mm -hmm. it can be hard as a person to disassociate yourself from your character. Sometimes, you know, we we say, oh, don't take things personally, blah, 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 but it's easier said than done. But when you have these puffer fish, it's very obvious, or at least to us at our table, it's become obvious that we're acting, it's a scene, the opinion that I'm expressing in this scene is not mine, it's my mm-hmm. character's. And it kind of creates this micro environment for those emotions to live in. And then when you're out of the pufferfish moment, you can not relax, but it, the, the emotions that you were living in that, that maybe potentially dramatic moment or that extremely like happy moment can, can be self-contained. I'm not sure if I'm making sense. Yeah, yeah, you are. Okay. I think you are. <laughs> well, maybe I know. I know we live I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. So, I, yeah. For me, another thing that's not negligible is as the game master of that game, it removes a, a weight off my shoulders mm-hmm. because I don't have to be like, and I, and I mentioned that a couple of times, I would create a situation where clearly characters are being affected by this and they should be reacting to it. And I would have to be like, well, let's say Diedrich, like Diedrich, how do you feel about this? And maybe you would say, someone else would say something. And after that, you might build a scene, but right now it takes the, the weight off my shoulders and the responsibility is now the players to start those scenes. And I can just lay down, uh, lay, lay back and mm. just watch what's happening. And I have had great moments of just like puffer fish moment. It tells me you're off the hook while we're having this discussion. That's when I take notes. That's when I'm, th- yeah, yeah. I'm and, listening and, to And I mean, I think I can, we can build on that. It doesn't only take you off the hook, but it, because there's this platform where the two player characters are interacting, there's going to be development of their backstory. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn, everyone at the table, including the other players, are going to learn something about these characters. Something they care about, their reaction to an event in game, uh their feelings or maybe they're not like you know their um lack thereof feelings. <laughs> so it it gives a platform for this stuff to come out 
And then the game master or other players can take that and run with it and, and, and do other things later down the road. Yeah, by, by doing that, it really created a lot of more links. And as people are listening to one Pufferfish moment, they think of all the other Pufferfish moments they could have with those people, depending on what, what just happened. Uh -huh. So it really, it, the role play becomes, it builds and builds and builds, and the complexity gets uh, more and more intense. I know we had a video, uh, several videos, some short ones and a long one about player engagement. Mm -hmm. We briefly talked about the pufferfish moments there, but but they, they, these two things really go hand in hand mm -hmm. because the pufferfish moments allow you to engage with other players in a very concrete way. Um, what, are, what are some of the other things we talk about? Uh, um, we, we noticed something about pillar changes. That's basically what I said with rolling initiative. Like if you, you can start being, like, let's say you're adventuring, you're exploring this is when you're like, okay, I'm no longer rolling notice check and uh, lock picking checks or whatever. I'm role playing, yeah. so you can change those pillars, and that's uh, for the role play. And and also keep in mind that you take them to put in front of you to say we start the scene, but when you're done with the scene, you can put them back in the middle. Uh huh. And it, it's how to close because sometimes that's a big thing also. And, and honestly, it has been something that we've learned over time. You know, when a scene is kind of not interesting anymore. Dying like it's, out, it's, kind it's of. like the, the meat of the conversation is done. Mm -hmm. So we've come to this con conclusion that when someone is done, I have one, when I'm done saying what I intended to, to bring forward, I'll kind of put my puffer fish away. You can maybe keep going and maybe... And still engage with you and everything. And then when I'm done, I put it down. And this yeah. is a natural closing of the scene it's a fade to black or a fade to another scene and it's it feels organic even though there's this kind of it it feels like it should be in the way but really it's the opposite yeah, yeah. and I, I know i keep going back to this but these are things that you can kind of lean on right like if you want to get better at it at, at not improv at, at role play or or at, at engaging your game or managing spotlight this gives you kind of a very concrete thing but i think i'm starting to sound like a broken record so let's <laughs> let's go on to um oh something that this does very well is also is if a, if certain players at your table have weakness uh, call them weaknesses you know things that they want to improve like role play like managing spotlight if this is stuff that certain like someone at your table is having trouble with this might be a solution to that yeah because sometimes it's just i i don't know when it's my time to talk when it's not my time to talk, when it's my time to not talk, I should say. Mm -hmm. And this this is clearly an indicator, right? So um, it's another tool in your toolbox, and it's a really helpful one. Um, I, something that we didn't note down, Chris, but something that I, I really like, or we kind of did, but not explicitly, is that this ha has a kind of a direct association, or, or I... I kind of associate it a lot to entering, exiting a scene mm -hmm. in an improv scene. I'm not sure if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if... I think probably not, not a lot of people take improv class, but uh, when you do improvisation, there's usually like a theme and two teams. Well, that in, where we come from, we have like a league of this, right? So there's two teams and there's a scene and you don't know who's going to be part of the scene, but the person needs to like walk in into the scene, to the scene or onto the stage and you don't even know who's going to come with you but then you start a scene, you, improv you improvise a scene, right? So that's, when you're sitting around the table, you can't really walk on the scene, right? Mm -hmm. There's not, nothing to indicate it. 
Now there is. Yeah, there is now. <laughs> was that where you were? You... Yeah, that's where I was going. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of does that. Um, so we talked a lot about the results. Maybe let's add a little bit of a personal touch. This is usually what we do when we do the long lunch. Mm -hmm. What do you like the most out of Hunter's moments, Chris? For me, it's... Personally. What happened the moment we, we started doing this, uh, people, I feel like pe players at my table felt like they had agency over their interactions. Where uh, they, okay. I think they used to wait for me to give them the right to talk. Now they can take the right to talk. And they could even engage with me if they want to talk to, um, I don't know if we want to talk. No, let's talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so they take agency over their interaction. And that multiplied by a factor of 10, the amount of role play I had on my table, like instantly. So that tells me that it's not that my players don't want to role play. It's not that they're not able to role play. It's they didn't have the right structure or the right medium to do it. Mm -hmm. And this just destroyed the wall that I didn't even know was there. Okay, cool. What about you? Uh, what did you like? I mean, I really liked it because I I like roleplay. <laughs> and oftentimes, I wasn't sure when I had permission to do it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it kind of connects yeah. to what you're saying. But... And, and we say, you know, we, we set up the, the puffer fish... And then we, we dive right in. But it's not really that. It's more no. like we set the puffer fish up. Like I'll take one. I'll give one to, to let's say, Chris in this, in this example. And then whatever's happening is going to conclude. And then the camera zooms to us. So it, yeah. it, it kind of is like a flag to everybody at the table saying like, oh, you know what? I have something that I really want to bring forward. When you're done, please let me have my opportunity to do it. Yeah, it could be raising your hand, like it, to to start. But the yeah. thing is, we like the fact that you can use it to also end the scene. But it's basically you're in at school. You raise your hand. You wait to have your the turn. right to talk. But yeah. then you're on the stage. You get to talk. You get to say your piece. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of a, a cooperative process. And it really makes it cooperative. Like mm -hmm. when we introduced this at our table, everyone was on board. Everyone's like, "That's so cool." And it was around the same time as we were talking a lot about being fans of each other, mm. being gift giving, which is again not a term we coined. I forget who who, who mentioned it, um, but it essentially means, you know, don't just enter a scene or, or role play for the purpose of like for selfish purposes. Mm. We're telling a story together. We're building a story collaboratively. So usually, actually, when I would make a puffer fish moment. It was not for my own character's benefit. It was something happened in the game. Let's say a ghost appeared and really appeared to scare someone. Well, I took note of that. And then when the ghost disappeared, I would take a pufferfish, give it to the other person and say, Oh, you look shaken. What's going on? What's wrong? I mean, ghosts are scary, but, but not that scary. And then mm -hmm. it, it, it helped point the spotlight and give that other character or person this reinforcement that look look your 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 feelings that your character is going through i want to hear them i mm -hmm. care about them it's okay to vocalize them so that's a great point because it's not only to take agency but you can actually help someone get into his mm -hmm. character or her character and that that's that's uh, that's a big thing and another thing like as you mentioned being fat of other players 
I found that after a little while, what would happen sometimes is something would trigger and clearly that would make, let's say, Randall and Otis. It's about a link they have. And I've seen, let's say, Vince say, oh, wow, I'm very interested in seeing how Otis and Randall will interact with just what happened. He would literally take the puffer fish and put them in front of 200 people as if showing, yeah. please show me what's happening. And that encouraged other people to role play their scene. So that's another uh, use. And you were kind of right now in deviations, the different ways to use them. Yeah, so and maybe now's the time to, mm -hmm. to, to enter that. So there can be, can be that, but that you need to have the... The consent of, con consent of someone else. And yeah. something maybe I'd like to mention before we go into diff different deviation is for me in my system, we use uh, the, the fate points, which gives you bonuses. I uh, tend to give those for really good role-playing. Mm -hmm. And that created a lot of okay, uh, occasions that I could actually give uh, those tokens because people... It, it's, it kind of feels like an audition to me. When you take the puffer fish and you have this scene... I'm listening, and if I go, wow, this was very cool, you get a point. It could be inspiration, it's, for yeah, example, in the equivalent end. Inspiration. Yeah. Um, so, so we talked about the basic version where there's just two characters talking to each other with puffer fish moments, having a spotlight. Um, the, the, the next step, I guess, is, is for us to talk a little bit about, should we talk about deviation or maybe talk about integration? Into, like, if you guys want to bring this into your game, what, what do you think we should talk about first? Well, I think we were kind of talking about deviation already. Okay, so let's keep talking about that. So, so we, we talked about the, 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 the putting in front of someone else and also closing the scenes, putting them back in the middle. That's kind of deviations. Um, something that we also started trying to do, I'm not sure we're perfectly there yet, but, but using it as a signal to help indicate to other people at the table that your character has, has something to say. So, you know, before I was talking about being gift-giving, but what about if there's an internal monologue that your character is having about their emotions. Let's, let's use an example, like maybe you just saw an execution in the public square and your character has this backstory where their parents were executed mm -hmm. and you, you haven't had the opportunity to bring that forward yet. You could just like act kind of fidgety or scared or whatever, but people might not pick up on that. So if you were to want to express that, you grab a pufferfish, you put it like you, you make it obvious that you're grabbing it. You put it in front of yourself and you wait for someone else at the table to engage you. It doesn't matter who. At this point, you don't care who. Yeah. You just want someone to listen, like someone to listen to what you have to say. Yeah. And you can even continue to act uh, fidgety, as you said. But now that you have the puffer fish, it's an indication of to, to the other people around the table that the way I'm acting right now, please engage with me on this yeah yeah and people might do it naturally and you might not need you know hopefully someone notices that and then grabs them and, and gives them one you won mm -hmm. but like i said we're not professional actors i'm sure most of you aren't either so this could be a cool way, way, cool way to do it yeah uh we've been talking about dual talking sticks or puffer fish moments obviously there's no reason to stop at two it just becomes a little bit more unwieldy so it's we're, we're actually toying with the idea now that to have like a third one so that we can have three people seen. But you have to, again, then That's it becomes, tricky. it's yeah. a bit it's a bit trickier. Usually what we have is like two main character having a scene and someone else who's act, acting in support because you don't want to like have all those cross yeah. talking. So, so but it would be possible to have more than, than two, right? We, we, we had seen the other day in the game, I think for five people, it was a group. Mm-hmm. 
pufferfish moment, which is not a pufferfish moment, but it was a group <laughs> talking, but everything was still structured, so it was fine. Um, I, one thing that I think I would like to try to do mm -hmm. actually is if we continue to, to lean in on how improv, like imp, like French Canadian improv seasons or games work, mm -hmm. usually what might happen is, let's say there's two people talking, they're having a pufferfish moment, and a third person enters the scene with an idea. That person doesn't just burst in and runs in with their idea. They will step on the on, on, into the rink, into the into the arena, or whatever, into the scene, mm -hmm. and stay in the background. They're just going to stand there, and they basically wait for the other two people to engage them. They say, "Okay, we're done having our we're, kind we're of happy, private." Yeah, we're happy concluding our private conversation right now to allow you to participate. So maybe that I mean we haven't even explored this, but maybe that could be an interesting way. To, to, to do it, you know, if you have multiple puffer fish or you have a moment and if someone else thinks they can bring something to the table, they could bring a puffer fish and say, you see my character kind of walk up, sit down at the table and drink their beer attentively or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and that kind of opens the door to allowing the two other people who are in a private conversation to, to, to engage that character. Yeah, again, the, the, the way is just a clear indicator of the willingness of engaging in a role play scene. That's that's all it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, li I like that idea. Maybe, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing is um, monologues. So we have a player against Vince Ludolf who play um, plays someone who will do maybe speech to be the leader and inspire everybody. Well, sometimes as one character talks, in a big voice, some people might not pay attention. Mm -hmm. I mean, a monologue would mean I grab both of them, right? Or yeah. just one and nobody needs to pick up the other one. And so that could be a one way to do it is using those just to, again, bring the spotlight on you and not necessarily engage someone else. It's not about role play now, but it, it, well, it's it, kind it, of role can play. I, it's, well, it, it is role yeah, play, but yeah. sorry, it's not interactive role play necessarily. No, yeah. People can still react, obviously. I, I remember and uh, this didn't necessarily go exactly how I thought it would go, but I remember in one one game, uh, an NPC died. And me as a player, I wanted to know how the other players thought, what their character was thinking about, and how they felt about the death of this character. So I remember saying, like, okay, I, I really want to know how your character feels about this person's death. It would, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't use names. And I put it in front, I, I think I put it in front of two or three different characters in different intervals yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know some of the people didn't totally hook onto it and it was okay but some of the other some of the players were like yeah you know like almost had like an inner dialogue but they, they vocalized it mm. openly our our characters didn't hear it but us as people as, as players at the table got to experience that thought process to kind of elevate the storytelling which I thought was interesting. We haven't explored it again since mm -hmm. because it feels a little bit pointed to be like, go, 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 run with yeah. this, talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, but who knows? Maybe we'll see as, as we get better at this. Yeah, I, the 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 use of it is kind of limitless. It's what you make. Mm -hmm. Like just before this video, I was saying maybe we should make actual totems with uh, I want to written on it. I want to talk about something or... I mean, you can do whatever you want with it, right? It's uh -huh. just basically using an indicator of... Willingness, like I said before. Uh, anything else we should talk um, about for deviations? There was one more. You touched on it oh, briefly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's having having pufferfish moments with an NPC. As the game master, I am allowed to have the pufferfish moment. Yeah, or, or if there's a 
particularly interesting NPC that, that my character wants to have a, a pufferfish moment with, it can be a way to help show everybody at the table, like, hey, I, I really have a thought that I want to kind of get to the end. It might not be obvious from the very beginning, because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you might be play, like, my, my character Diedrich in the Blood and Betrayal campaign plays a nervous He's a nervous guy. He doesn't always get straight to the point. So yeah. I, I found myself sometimes when I was talking to an NPC, I, it, like I was obviously beating around the bush, mm-hmm. and another character would come up and, and beat me to the punch. And yeah, it and was okay. An example of this is just to maybe put it because that's very that's a good uh, good way of putting it. And let's say you go and you talk to someone at a bar, yeah. and they're at the table, and you want to engage with them and maybe kind of sweet talk them a little bit, and then the, so build a relationship and then ask for a favor. Yeah. And as you're doing this, other people are cross-talking or they, again, they, like exactly what you said, they want to ask it. So they just come and ask it and you're like, well, I, yeah, I, I had a cool idea, it. right? Yeah, yeah. And do the actual role play. Well, this puts a hold on everybody and say, I'm trying to go somewhere here. And, and obviously, I'm not saying abuse it. Don't be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a 30-minute conversation with this NPC. No. no. But, you know, if it takes you, it takes you a minute to get to your point, that's okay. Because it might... Ideally, you're making this pufferfish moment to create a cool story plot element. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're going to reveal a secret about yourself to this NPC so that they reveal one back to you. But in real life, you're not going to walk up to a stranger and be like, "Hey, my parents died in a fire." <laughs> like <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna build up to that. Yeah. So so anyway, I, I think I'm talking in circles. But that is another way to do it: have a P, PC to NPC moment. Yeah. So I think by this time should have a pretty decent idea of what we're trying to do here um what are we what we're doing so how can you start incorporating this in your game obviously you probably already have an idea of it but mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. i would encourage you to take it uh, a step at a time yeah kind of incrementally yeah so what would be the first step well so the first step i think is as usual when it comes to role play to have a conversation with everybody at the table really talk to the people there say look guys we want to bring forward uh, i would like to bring forward this concept of having pufferfish moments you can Ex- even send them this video or the short <laughs> version will will we'll be uh, releasing next week yeah yeah uh, i please do mm-hmm. and and um what was i going to say and and have that talk and then maybe encourage people at the table to think about what they want their pufferfish moments to be ahead of time You know, you kind of know where you're going. Maybe last game, there was an interesting situation that happened. Something caught fire, you're in a dungeon, you fought a cool monster. So the players already have some some context, some events to, to, to use as inspiration for a pufferfish moment. So I might go up to a character and say, Hey, my character and your character haven't really had a chance to talk yet. Why don't we have a pufferfish moment to talk about that monster you, you defeated? Yeah, and that's really good to bring new people to your table in the way, like in in your role-playing universe, is to basically prep them before the game and say, this thing, we'll we'll use them together in that situation. So whenever you feel comfortable or whenever I see a moment for it to happen, I will engage you about the monster you killed. Are you Mm -hmm. cool with that? Think about what you want to say. And that's really good to ease people in and still use it because you have mm-hmm. to use it to kind of build a habit of doing it. And then once you've done a, a couple of games, you end up not having to talk about it before and just you, you build those relationship where you can just, you know, when it's a good time 
for pufferfish. Yeah, so that's kind of the second step, right? You, and that's kind of where we found ourselves for a pretty long time, where it mm-hmm. was, we knew when to use them, so we'd go ahead and use them and yeah. pick them up, give them to somebody else, and just start talking. Uh, I, I wonder, let's go to the, 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 the final stage, and then we should, we should prompt each other to talk about when to use them, because I'm not sure we did that yet. Okay. So uh, the last stage is this is, I mean, I don't want to say it negatively, but it's it's a crutch, right? It's it's a way to show the structure. At one point, you won't need those. Mm-hmm. We found that we used them for, I don't know, a couple of months. And after that, people weren't really grabbing them, but we're still really attentive because we build that we, we train. The we, habit is there, right? Yeah. If my character approaches another character and talks about something kind of intense... We're having a pufferfish moment without necessarily grabbing the pufferfish. Mm. Right now, we're experimenting with the, those deviation we're talking about, so we're putting them back in the game to to close the scenes and stuff like that. But again, once this is becomes a habit, we'll probably won't we won't need those. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the, the progression that we hope to do with our pufferfish moments, and we hope you get the opportunity to to try. I would encourage you to do it. Uh, like I said, we talked a little bit about when to use when to have pufferfish moments. I wonder, Chris, if maybe we can rattle off a couple of examples of situations where we saw benefit. We already touched a little bit about it. but mm-hmm. um, I think sometimes, and uh, let's say right now we're kind of in a dungeon crawly pl- uh, place. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you're in a dungeon crawl. It's very exploration and it's very fight-oriented. So you fight, let's say you have rooms. You fight in a room and then you explore the other room, maybe do some lockpicking check or whatever. Well, whenever you are after a fight, for me, it's kind of a non-brain, a no-brainer that mm-hmm. there should be a pufferfish moment. Someone killed something, someone saw something, someone got hurt. Some there's something that happened mo- most of the time that maybe needs some reflecting on. Or oh, you, when you came next to me to help me do this thing, thank you for backing me up. Or yeah, you know, there, yeah. there's something to do there, and having a scene is important, and not just go to the next fight and go to the next room. And yeah, so combat is definitely a great source of inspiration for things to talk to other players about. Uh, Something too that we've started really getting used to doing is having pufferfish moments throughout travel. So whenever there's there's travel or or kind of like downtime, pufferfish moments are a great thing to kind of fill that emptiness. Uh, So you're going from one city to the next, presumably to do something, presumably to kill a monster fight uh, evil villain, burn down a layer of goblins. I don't know. That's pretty intense stuff. If I was going to do that, I would be nervous, maybe excited, and blah, 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 blah. Maybe I, I have feelings yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. So through the travel, why not talk to another character and be like, are, you, are, are we really ready to go burn down the goblin lair? Have that conversation. Or... If you're a real, if you're a fighter who who loves to do this kind of stuff, well, maybe you can be excited and you can express that excitement. Um, or if you have, actually, even better, if you have someone in your party who you know is excited about this, let them talk about it. Have a pufferfish moment with them. Yes, and what I usually do when we are having this travel, I I, I kind of have a scene where I pair up the players, and I as an NPC are kind of like the person who, if there's NPCs, I can. Uh, complete the pairs uh-huh. but I I, I I see it as people walking two by twos and I'm starting at the end of the line two people are having a scene and then I back out and I have the other two and the other two and it sometimes it, it creates a great scene whether it's 
three puffer fish moments if you're six yeah. one after the other it takes i mean most of the puffer fish moments are like what a minute not even yeah they're not excuse me some of them are four minutes but some of them are really short yeah. so yeah. It, it, it creates a cool scene where you imagine like i don't know lord of the rings as you move through the different people and the party having different discussion and it's it's, it's fun um i wonder chris are there moments in our game right now where you think we should do them like there are a missed opportunity or and i'd like to maybe reflect on it and answer as well but i think the the thing that's popped right in my head when you said that is at the end of the night people are more tired and uh -huh. sometimes i see that puffer fish moment kind of die out a little bit because even though there's uh reveals that happen at the beginning of the game people like take them left and right and sometimes it's about the time they spent reflecting between two games they thought oh it was cool last week oh my character should should talk about it should talk about it yeah, so usually yeah. what happened now is at the beginning of the game we have almost half an hour of role play of just uh, unless we start in a fight but a lot of talking is happening in like reflecting and cry and people are like super into it i give i give like inspiration points and it's great at the end of the night sometimes people are a bit more tired and this and, and i think that's a place for improvement for our group where uh, maybe to even this out not spend half an hour doing it keep it keep our cards a little bit just to use it later in the night mm -hmm. to pace it out a little bit more okay cool yeah how about you did you think of something um i mean i'm not sure exactly how well this fits into this but something that i want to try to work on myself and i'd like to see is is Pufferfish moments, like, right now, because I've had pufferfish moments more with some characters than others, mm. my brain immediately, it's almost exponential, right? If you have a pufferfish moment with someone, yeah. you get more stuff that you can reflect on, and it just kind of becomes easier and easier. And yeah. You kind of build a relationship character to character. Yeah, so I, I think something that I like to challenge myself to do is start to flex my brain again and think of like, okay what are maybe the less obvious things to, to, to talk to other characters about to try to build relationships with, with them? And it's maybe going to be a little confrontational, but I, I think that's where it has to start, right? Mm -hmm. if, we've, if these characters have been adventuring together for this amount of time and we don't actually know anything about each other of substance, it, it might be time for me to be like, look, why do you keep doing this? Why, why don't we know this about you or mm -hmm. tell me, you can trust me. I've got your back. Like something like that. I just, I'm a little bit worried that it might create a, not a cycle of, of negative emotions between these characters, but I think it needs to be, like we said, in a microcosm where I talk to those people beforehand and say, look, I'm going to say something to your character. It might be a little bit confrontational, but it's with the intention to bring our characters closer together. And I think that's something that, I would like to try to do and I would like to see other people mm -hmm. do and, and work on. It's obviously not easy. Yeah, maybe but. go back to the basics to include everybody because I think we we were, the three of us, Vince, you and I kind of pushed this a little bit. Not mm -hmm. push in terms of they didn't want to. It's just we're the one who were actively really trying to use them more and more and more and then people join us. Yeah. But um, maybe not, um, they're reflecting on the actual events but maybe not the events that happened before or anyway it's, it's just it needs to be happening more and more to build that relationship yeah and it feels weird 
I, I don't think it would be appropriate for me to go and talk to someone about something that happened too long ago. You yeah. know, like it, we, we've faced things since then that I think overshadow or, or mm-hmm. are more fun of mind. So it, it's going to be, it's going to be tricky. It's going to, it's going to be a challenge, but I, I welcome think, it. <laughs> I, yeah, I welcome it. I agree with you that it might be more comfor- confrontational, but Maybe the, the, the key here might be to wait for a moment to happen to basic for this interaction to start about you caring about how they feel. So maybe they get hurt in combat and that's kind of your, your gate to open. Like you say yeah. it's confrontational. It's because you, you were saying like, let's confront them about not talking enough in character. Yeah. 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 Maybe there's a way to be more like uh, supportive following difficult events and yeah, that's but maybe, maybe you need to be patient that this thing happens though that that's the thing is i'm mm. worried that and maybe it's a silly worry to have like i'm sure if i if i think hard enough in game there's bound to be a moment where someone almost dies because a monster swings at them or something mm. um, um but i i guess i'm i'm thinking more of like I, I, maybe it's wrong of me to think of this, but I'd like to try to fast track that mm-hmm. to get to the same level as I am with 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 Ludolf with with Vince's character. But yeah, but how about how about if you because in relationship is two ways, right? Mm-hmm. You need to open up to it or to someone else. So maybe instead of open up to the person who you have a relationship and would make sense, maybe Ludolf knows a lot about you. Yeah, yeah. You could try to find an angle where you 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 want to open up to one of the other ones and then. Then after that, build this and out of character, out of the game, say, please engage with me on this. And then we'll do your character later when you feel more comfortable. I, I don't know. We're, Maybe, we're spitballing yeah, yeah. here. We're, we're, we're role play chatting here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and admittedly, not that it's not my strength to, to do that, to like to walk up to another character and be like, oh, wow, this really reminds me of the time in my childhood that this happened and it scarred me forever. Yeah, well, like that, that that's it's hard to do that mm-hmm. and you're right i'll have to, i think the first step is to really go back to the basics and have a conversation with them as a as a player and be like look like let's try to let's try to flesh this thing out between our characters i'd love to see how we can build our relationship in a positive way um yeah and it comes back to what we said last last episode when they they need to want to right? yeah, they might not yeah, want to like the players to. might not want to so Again, you need to talk to the other players and not ambush them with this thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's Pufferfish Moments. We covered a lot of it. Uh, obviously, there's details we could continue talking about on and on. But uh, for now, that's going to be it. And I hope you liked it. I really, really encourage you to try it out, even if it's silly. Mm-hmm. Maybe at least talk to your to your players. Um, find, it doesn't need to be Pufferfish. Just... Try to incorporate this this structure in your roleplay, unless you're professional actors or you've been playing for 15 years. Sometimes that's that's what's happening, right? It's it's a way to accelerate getting familiar to the other player type of roleplay. Yeah, Th- this is really good to do it. So this maybe you don't need it, but I I have an inkling that it would be helpful to almost every table. Yeah, and a caveat that we didn't mention before. The, having pufferfish moments at your table doesn't mean that you remove the like crosstalk and no. o- other forms of roleplay that happen. That's going to keep living on. It, it kept living on in our games. Um, it just 
when you want it, when we wanted to have a spotlight moment, the puffer fish allowed us to do that. So like Chris said, we really encourage you to use this regardless of what level you find yourself at. Uh, and, and actually, I'd love to know if you guys have other solutions mm -hmm. that are similar or that have allowed you to, to, to learn and become better role players. So if you do have those kinds of things that you want to share with us, please, please do uh, comment down below or reach out to us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at role underscore play underscore chat. Or we have an email that's contact roleplaychat at gmail.com. And please, if you try it, let us know about the experience, positive or negative. We really want to know because, I mean, our, our, our data set is us. So we'd, <laughs> we'd love to know how it's going on in your game. Awesome. So that's everything for Pufferfish Moments. Right, Chris? That's all, Matt. Let's call it a chat. Bye.